Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live from 670 The Score, it's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, hanging out. Ah, feels good, man. Opening day of baseball. And, you know, I, I will say, you know, Grody and I were just talking about this. Coming on the air after a guy like Matt Spiegel. After Cubs opening day, it's just, it's a pleasure, you know, because Speaks, you know, the top 30 was awesome, but just his passion, his love for the game, it really is unmatched specifically for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we're going to try our best, but I got to be honest, I'm not as passionate <laughs> as a Matt Spiegel over there. I still think that, I'd say football is my favorite sport, yeah. but baseball opening day is still my favorite. I still get the feels for it. Like the NFL... The opening of the NFL is its own entity. It's like yeah. a rolling out yeah. of the majesty of sure. the NFL. It's a, it's a different thing. Opening day baseball, I still get really juiced for it. Girls, you're right. It gives you different kinds of feels. It though, does. Right? Like football, when it comes, you're just like, finally. I'm so glad you're here. My life's going to be cool for the next four months. Baseball, it. someone said it best. It's, 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 you made it through another winter in Chicago. It's going to it's it's letting you know that summer is right around the corner. There's so many things that it aligns with, and it makes you feel good for different reasons. Like you're not excited for winter in Chicago when when football season starts, but you do feel that way about baseball. So I mean, I'm glad it's here. You're right; it is unmatched when it comes to you know a height and a level of excitement. So I'm glad that we were able to to, to give that to you guys here on 670. The score, of course. Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get into the trifecta. Number three. Of course, as we mentioned, it is opening day, baby, and it started off with some fireworks. And by fireworks, I mean <laughs> what happened? <laughs> by fireworks, I mean that you know things were going crazy. Of That's course, <laughs> go ahead, girls. I'm sorry, Harry. Harry, what, what the hell? Are they going to play the home run or what? Who had Jan Carlos Stanton? <laughs> I don't even know what's supposed I, to be. This there. is my second time hearing the, the Harry Carey yeah. thing, and it's equally as funny as the first time. It may as well be injected into our opening day talk. Harry why, will be making several why would, appearances. Why would Harry not be here? Is is the other of question, course, of, course, of course, right? Uh, but the New York Yankees beating the San Francisco <laughs> Giants five nothing. Of course, the Giants coming to town on Monday for the White Sox home opener. 
Uh, Braves beat the Nationals 7-2. Baltimore eeks by the Red Sox 10-9. The Twins, of course, win their opener with Pablo Lopez on the bump, winning 2-0. Tampa Bay Rays take down the Tigers. The Mets take down the Miami Marlins, where I just came from. Oh, Miami. I have so many things to say about Miami. I just came from vacation over there. Uh, but, but if again, as we mentioned a second ago, it feels good that baseball's back, right? This is the point of the trifecta. Top three stories that are on our brain, and, and you can't get any better than opening day in baseball. Number two. Number two. Two-pitch swing and a miss. Strike three. The ball in the dirt. Gomes throws to first. Cubs win the ball game. It's a strikeout. Score it two to three on the putout. And the Cubs start to celebrate. The Cubs win on opening day by a score of four to nothing. Awesome game by the Chicago Cubs today. Of course, the third inning just being the one where things kind of broke open. And and the pitching staff, I mean, there was a lot of questions about it and how they would perform. Obviously, with a lot of additions and go glovers, people were thinking that that was going to be what propelled the Cubs to a lot of victories. But Marcus Stroman looked good on the bump. Six innings, only gave up three hits, eight strikeouts. I don't. Want, a lot of people hate on the World Baseball Classic growths. But clearly, that that got your your your, your ace on the mound in, in midseason form. He's your number one guy, and he did look terrific today. And I I was watching very closely to see how David Ross would use his bullpen. Keegan Thompson got the seventh. Brad Boxberger gets the eighth inning, and the closer for the Chicago Cubs in their first game was Michael Fulmer, and was the beneficiary of just a great play by Eric Hosmer in that inning where the ball goes off of Fulmer. He scoops it up, throws low to Hosmer, and just made a pro play at first base to kind of save the inning. Former Gold Glover, that's why they got him, right? So that that way they can have some good defense around the infield. Fulmer, obviously, I'm super familiar with him as he pitched for the Tigers for a number of years. But I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he's handling business. I mean, it's what you wanted, Groats. I mean, when you're looking at this pitching staff, you know, I know Keegan Thompson, I mean, obviously, like Spiegel mentioned earlier, you know, that people were concerned about his velocity. But, you know, a, a pitcher is going to find a way to pitch well. And we all saw what Keegan Thompson was capable of last year. You're also, uh, you're not going to get much better of a win than what they got today. Like, think about it. It's a shutout. You have hitting from Dansby Swanson. You, the guy, you're, you're big dollar man. You're, you're leaning into you're leaning into to Harry Carey right now. Dansby Swanson. That's what we want. That's going on. That spelled backwards is Trey Mancini, <laughs> who had a two out RBI single today as well. So in other words, all the things work today. All the things work perfect. That's how the Cubs want to win games. Right? That's how most teams want to win games. It so is the blueprint. Just think about that. Like the, when we're 50 games in. That might be the best win. If you're a gambling man, you're you should be betting the under for Cubs games when there's an ace or maybe like the one, two, three on the mound. Because the assumption is that they're gonna play good defense on the other side. Right. And they're not gonna put up a ton of runs. So I mean four out the first game, it sounds about right. But shout out to the Cubs taking that first one. Hopefully they can keep the good vibes going at Wrigley Field for the next couple of games. One. <laughs> Number one story today, of course. Uh, on my mind uh, for inside the trifecta is the fact that the Bulls lost yesterday. And, you know, I was watching PTI yesterday, my favorite show in the whole wide world. PTI. PTI. And uh, Kendrick Perkins was on there, and he was, you know, they asked him a question. They said, you know, Pat Bev gave LeBron, like, the you're too small uh-huh. thing when they uh-huh. won in Los Angeles on Sunday. and Which was hilarious. Hilarious. At the time. 
especially because he's a former Laker. It just it made sense. He played there earlier in the season. And then they asked Kendrick Perkins, you know, would LeBron bounce back the same way that Jordan would if someone did that to him? Right? Like Jordan, like Mike Wilbon was like, he would destroy somebody that did that to him. Such a good point. Is, Le- is LeBron James going to do that to Pat Bev? And Kendrick Perkins was like, uh, it's a different kind of, you know, different kind of team, different kind of game. He's like, but I got the Bulls winning. And then Tony Kornheiser was like, I'm so surprised you got the Bulls winning. And in the moment, in the in the moment, I was like, yeah, the Bulls should win. They beat them last time. Bulls got a good defense. Shout, Shout out to Wifey, man. Playing. Shout out to Wifey, man. They're playing well. And then I thought to myself, you know, I watched the game, and then they just got uh, Bull. I have so many thoughts on the Bulls in that game and why they lost. Let's and do it. How certain people feel about LeBron James when he's playing. And it, and it kind of bothered me. like Because when you see Zach and we see Pat Will, their games kind of changed mm. when they were going up against the LeBron mm. James. And that happens. And it shouldn't happen to guys like Zach Levine and a Pat Will. Psychological effect. And by the way, Pat Beverly had an atrocious game yeah, as in the, that. So no, to answer your Zach. question about LeBron, who was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero point. He heard our friend Julia Poe from the Tribune, minus Julia 32. Is that what it was on the plus minus? <laughs> yeah. That's rough yeah. right there. That's yeah. rough. Uh, yeah. But again, Zach didn't do much better. 16 points. I did shot eight for 14 from the field. Zero free throws. Think about that. That's Zach Levine. Not no supposed, free throws. That's not supposed to happen. Absolutely not. Bulls lose 121, 110. Uh, Bulls next game is going to be one that I'll be working. Groats on Friday. I'll be filling in for the birds. Oh, nice. Bulls taking on the Charlotte Hornets on Friday. So it'll be Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington. And a little bit of Gabe Ramirez. I like it, man. But they told me I can't show my fandom too much. And I was like, ah, I don't well, know how that's going to work. What's going to happen <laughs> if the Bulls know. lose to the 26 they and 51? They will not lose. <laughs> I, I better turn on the radio and I yes. better hear the fans. Yes. I don't want any of this. Oh, we're on the network. If no, the, Bull, no, if the no. Bulls lose to the Charlotte Hornets on Friday, there will be a post-post game with Gabe Ramirez. Okay. <laughs> I'll tune in, man. I'll be able I'm, to do my own thing. I'm going to keep you honest. All right. There goes your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Magic number. Right here on 670, the score. Again, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, hanging out with you guys. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by local Hyundai dealers. <laughs> Got to shout out everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Groats, are you going to go live with me next week? Um, are we supposed to? Am I supposed I love to? This. You want to see? Want to get a little? Uh, on the Chicago Bulls radio network. A little, a little insight into. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Our, our friendship, Mark Grody and I. I know when we're working and I ask Grody, but I know the answer already. But then Grody just asks me what we're actually doing. Is that not a snapshot uh, of our friendship? It is. I'm like, hey, Grody, yeah. next week, you ready? He's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. What's next week? <laughs> like, we're working together twice. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. buddy, just show up, man. I just, yeah. I, just, I yeah. like it, though. I am the model yeah. of, of day-to-day. <laughs> you know, like, that's why managers often want me to speak to the teams. Oh. Because they want me to teach them the concept mm. of living life day-to-day. Don't look too far ahead. No, no, every day's opening day for you, Margaret. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I drive a lot of people cr- Like, my th- this, and this kind of stuff insults my mother's sensibilities, like the way I yeah. sort of run the day the day day-to-day operation, you know? So Yeah, that's a good question. It's yeah. like he, uh, Grody, you know, Grody really kicks into gear once uh, bear season starts. That's you know? true. Right that's now, true. Like day-to-day. Well, so day-to-day. Day. To- yeah, well, you'd be surprised even during the bear season. You would be absolutely surprised. So what are we doing? Are we re- are we doing something? When? Wait, what do you mean? Next you week? just, you just said we're doing yeah, yeah. So we are doing Shout go live. Shout out to everybody that when? has downloaded the Odyssey app. Um, you can get cool things like podcasts from your favorite shows here on 670 The Score, but also exclusive content. Like, go live. You mean you didn't get the email from Jeff Sotolano saying, 
Hey man, thanks for down, thanks for you know being our go live team for Odyssey really? nationwide. Oh, now I feel horrible. Company email. Uh, Jeff Salamano, VP of Programming. Oh, I'm just I I'm okay. I got now you. I, gotta I got look. you. Okay. We're a team. So sorry, I, Jeff. I, no, he's not even live here. Shout out. <laughs> Shout, out. Shout out, Jeff. Yeah, Jeffy. Jeff, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we we are doing a, a go live next week. Oh, this is great. So okay. this is where Grody and I get to just share our opinions, unfiltered opinions. On the Chicago Bears. We have done these before. Yeah, we have done these before with cursing. Yes. And real opinions and emotions. But the only way you can get it is if you download the app, follow 670 score, and then you'll get an alert the next time Groats and I are on. Yeah, and that sounds absolutely terrific. Like I said, we've done it. We did some Bears stuff, and we'll be doing it again, apparently. (laughs) What night did you say? I'll text you. I got you. Okay. All right. Uh, We got Mark Shanowski talking Bulls at 7 o'clock. We got uh, Clay Harbor talking Bears at 820, and of course, Michael Salami. Salami. Yes. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. No, just... Salami. Okay. <laughs> After the break, I have, a, I have an interesting story to tell about opening day and where I was at. And it has to do with the speed of the game today for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, that's something we'll look at on this side. Where was I and how did it interrupt my flow today? We'll tell you on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Getting sexy on the opening day here in Chicago. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Mark Grody. That's too sexy. I just gotta let this gotta let this ride out right here. What is that? I don't even know. It's actually called Sexy Villain. That's funny. I thought no you way. knew the name of the song. Not a, not at all. You know what though? Sometimes I've been known to be called the sexy villain in my day. Dude, what I know about you right now is that while Who, Sean or me? No, you. Oh, okay. You know sexy. Now, whether or not you are sexy, not anymore. That should be open to interpretation. It was evident in my three days in Miami that I am no longer sexy. Really? Now, you were looking good out there, man. You and your wife were looking nice. My wife was. And first of all, hey, I, I, I saw your story. Zoom, I was. Zoom I didn't in. zoom. I never. I posted. Would. I posted up something on my Insta story, Groats, with yeah. my wife. Yeah. But I made the picture really small because she had a sexy dress on. Oh. And I was like. I don't want you guys zooming in. Yeah, <laughs> I made it really small. Yeah, that's my wife's we, hot. I respected it. She I respected is. It. I, have, yeah. I, I have, respect the move. No, there's no. Go follow me, Chicago underscore Gabe on Instagram. You can see my wife. I don't care. She's, She's hot. beautiful, man. I never put her online like that. 
But, yeah. you know, it was Miami. And we went out there for her 30th birthday. Oh, that was the occasion. Yeah, oh, so it was her 30th, 30th birthday. We went out there. Got to see my grandma, my abuelita, who lives out there in Miami. She's, shout out, abuelita. Yeah, shout yeah. out to abuelita. Went to go see abuelita. her. Yeah, I got you. Um, but, you know, Miami is just a different beast because, you know, there's a lot of tourists out there. But, you know, when you go to Puerto Rico, I'm Puerto Rican. When you go to Puerto Rico and you go to Walmart, you know, it's like a regular Walmart. It's like beautiful Men and women that are working at Walmart because there's beautiful people on the island and they just got to work places, right? That would never happen here in Chicago, <laughs> right, right? Right, Like, And not to say that the people that work at Walmart aren't beautiful. Not saying that. We don't have the right kind of sun here. <laughs> that's, yes. that's what it is. So yeah. I go into a Publix in Miami and I'm just like, what the hell is going oh, on man. here? I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do they pay these people the per hour? Publix. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you're hot in Chicago, you're like, you know, working at STK or right. you're working at like some, you're doing something. We like, th- let's not act like we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right. And so in Miami, if it's Publix, you're just like, what the hell? The anyway, needless to say, uh, I didn't take him off my shirt much, you know, and I just let my wife do my, I look like the old guy with a, with a hot wife. Oh, no. And okay. I, I was okay. I was that's okay not, that's that. not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Though, either. Yeah. It's, like, it wasn't. But we definitely look like tourists. Like, she looked like she belonged there, and I look like right. the Midwestern Puerto <laughs> right. Rican guy. You were that, representing, man. That's a dad, yeah. you know? Yeah, right, right. Uh, it's Gabe yeah. Ramirez, Mark Grody, of course, as we mentioned, opening day. What a day it was uh, here on 670, the score. Just, you know, it, it takes so much. I mean, I think, you know, as, as you know, somebody that didn't work at this station, I know, Groats, you've been working here for such a long time. When you listen to these things, they sound like they're supposed to happen, right? Everything that you hear throughout the day, the, the fanfare, the pomp and circumstance, but when you're a part of it and then you start to realize how much effort and work is put into something like this, you don't just show up to sluggers and you're like, hey, hey we got two microphones, two microphones in the headset. And now, no, that's not how it works. There's a whole engineering team. People got to set up. It's day, months in advance, like, things like that. It's like so cool for that to happen. First pitch, Pat Hughes, the broadcast. Like, it's such a big deal. And then to have Parkins, this people come on right afterwards. It really is something that's that's really cool. And opening day, just it just it just does something different to you. It does. Like like I said, like baseball does that more than I don't even think about really like the the mystique of opening day in any of our other sports. It's always exciting. The beginnings of new seasons for all of our teams are fantastic, but there's no opening day like baseball not like this at all just never had and like i said i've been watching baseball like my first vantage point is the 1980s so i've seen all different types of baseball in my life and, and have ridden the roller coaster and still still baseball opening day is my favorite and like i said fo- football is probably has edged out baseball as my it has yeah. as my favorite sport but not by much not by much right. and i still do protect baseball opening day, so to speak. Think about the difference between a baseball opening day and NBA opening day. I love, and I love basketball. You know this. Yeah. But like, I couldn't even tell you like what, like what, what, what happens on right. that day? Like on right. a random day in October? Like nobody cares. Exactly. There's not a lot of monumental no. things occurring. Nobody's like, oh damn, it's crazy. The Bulls are playing the Knicks. Like nobody cares. Right. Well, they usually open on Halloween too. So it's yeah, like I'm not that, like that, that's you what know. I'm Go like, trick or treat, man. I don't want to watch the Bears that day. I don't want to go to. I don't want to see the Bulls play. The, the '90s Bulls was a little different. Not necessarily opening day, but just the, the season, the excitement. Oh, they're back again. Yeah. That team is back again. Because there was That's so the much drama yeah. oh. to go around. So many storylines. Just so much greatness. That was. Yeah. The, I mean, the drama stuff. Fine with with the Bulls, but the bot. And I know we all 
get into that. I mean, we all did and still do. But the biggest part about the 90s Bulls is the basketball they played in the championship style. Like that, that's what brought you to the Bulls. And you're yeah. probably watching all 82 yeah. games at that point. Uh, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously with the start of the season, people were concerned with the pitch clock, the pace of play, what that was going to look like. Today's Cubs game, two hours, 21 minutes. That's wild. I mean, I, I get four, I get four zero, four nothing. You know, I mean, I get that. And then you know, you're pitching fast, and you're thinking Mark Burley's on the mound for both teams. I understand it, but this is just like a regular game at two twenty one. Yeah. Thoughts when you hear about a baseball game that lasts two hours and twenty one minutes? Unbelievable. Okay. Per- perfect. Loved it. Loved that it was two hours and twenty one minutes. I do. I don't think we should get necessarily used to two hours and twenty minutes. I mean, we'll see. But this is the season, especially at Wrigley Field, playing cold weather baseball where there is. Give me in, give me out. Give me in, give me out. Not not a lot. I mean, look, the Cubs were terrific today. And they're they're pitching, like we talked about, from from Stroman to Keegan Thompson to Brad Boxberger and all these guys. But Milwaukee also looked disinterested (laughs) for the most part in this game. And I, I don't know what the psychology is. They both come from, obviously, cold weather cities, but. They've been in Arizona, and Milwaukee does play in a dome, but whatever. Yeah, because so. even Marcus Stroman, right, playing in the World Baseball Classic, he was in Florida pitching. And now, now he's coming to yeah. Chicago. You saw him yeah. blowing on his hand a bunch. He's fixing his yeah. hat, trying to do everything right. But, you know, again, it, it was uh, it was cool to see, you know, still 10 hits in the game. You know, so there's still some action that was happening out there. I mean, you got four oh, runs. Oh, it didn't feel like a boring game. No, not in at all. In any way, shape, or form. Not and at there, all. There but was... it moved. It moved, and I'll tell you. How I noticed that it moved, Groats. So today I actually had the pleasure of watching the game. One of my boys asked me to go to Wrigleyville. He's like, hey, dude, we're going to go, you know, bouncing around. He's like, uh, we're going to go to Happy Camper. And I t- I literally, I, I'll, I'll read the text message to you. Hold on. Oh, no, I can't read it because it's actually got some bad stuff in it. But I said, essentially, I said, listen, I did a show on Friday with Mark Grody, and I came in feeling good. And I said, I don't want to come in feeling good again. <laughs> I was like, if I go to Wrigleyville at oh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. I got to be on the air at 6. Like, there's no way. Right. We, hey, man. And like I got to the kids. It's a long season, it's a long too. Season. It's a long season. So I opted to stay local because I was doing radio earlier today. So I went down to Giordano's. Oh, yeah. They have beer, too. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a great lunch special, also. I saw you tweet or Insta. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I sent it on my IG story. Yeah. And so they have, like, a, you know, a personal... Thin pizza or a personal pan pizza, either or you get to choose from, and then you get a side, whether it's fries or or a salad. And so I opted for the pizza and the, and the salad, and I'm sitting there, and I have my drink, and I couldn't, like, I was watching the game. But more often than not, last year in baseball, you could, like, watch the game and do other things. Because then you, you look back at the screen, it might be, still be the same at bat, same inning. You see a guy in second, then you pay attention, right? Today, I would look up. And it'd be one out. Then I'd go down to eat a slice of pizza, and I'd look up, and the inning was over. I mean, this is how fast the game went today where I was able – the game didn't even last as long as I was at Giordano's. And now, granted, I did some work, took some phone calls. Yeah, uh-huh. But to think that you were at Giordano's sitting – I was sitting at the bar. And, and I was able to eat my entire meal, and the Cubs game had already finished before I left. Like, that to me said something completely different about – the way we should look at these baseball games for the upcoming season. Absolutely. Were you taking calls from listeners? You said you're, t- you're no. taking calls. Like, do you do a thing? You know, are you on the, since you, the Odyssey since, app? Or? Since you mentioned what was it, going on? since you asked. I'm taking calls. Since you asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Saturday is yeah. going to be my very first game as the in-game host for the Chicago Fire. Oh, 
that, oh, that's right. So I was talking to my guy Seth, talking to my guy okay. John, okay. two but people that are took be. their calls. Just the way it was one of those that, prep. Yeah. It was one of those prep calls. You oh, know? oh, okay. You so know? this is an organized. Yeah. Call okay, we've got a two there. o'clock call. We're gonna talk to you about this stuff. <laughs> what we call a conference call. Sure. So? No? Sure. Okay. Not because we have any business. I'm my own entity. Oh, you know? I'm, a sole, oh. I'm a sole proprietor. So you were taking calls. So I take calls. So you're taking time. calls. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> you know, girls, when you get your own business, you get to take calls, you know? Okay. Instead of just poor and right. bitch calling you. You ought to do like remotes doing business around town. Just sit there, take calls. That's a bit. Let the people come up to you, that's watch a, you. That's a bit. I love it. That's a bit. I love it. I love but, it. But only if they got pizza and, but, <laughs> and beer. <laughs> so I assume. You liked that, right? I mean, you talked about like how you your time was shortened and you're out of there and the game is over. Did you like that? I loved it. Okay. I loved it because I didn't feel as though I was, you know, more often than not, when you're going to, you know, even if you're watching at a bar, you know, you, you leave and the game's still going or you feel pressed to stay for the eighth, ninth inning. Yeah, yeah. So that way you can see the rest of it. The beers are flowing. Things are feeling good. And you do the games. Listen, I mean, any young fan will tell you the games are just too long. Yes. Nobody wants to say sit there at a bar anywhere for that matter. To sit there for four hours, three and a half hours watching a baseball game. How often do you did prior to this year would you be sitting at a game in the fifth inning, maybe the fourth, fifth inning, and say to yourself because it's six to two, seven to two, and you're like, all right, bottom of the seventh, we're out. Bottom of the sixth, we're right. out. Or you try to do the math. You're like, oh, okay, right. so another hour <laughs> for inning, these two minutes. innings. Yeah, this should be done by, and then it never was. Ever. So you try to predict, and then one stupid, unnecessarily long inning occurs. For whatever and reason. You, and you're completely thrown out of whack. My favorite thing is the is the clips that have been going viral where they'll play a whole inning from spring training in the length of time of one at-bat from last year. And it was a Cubs at bat, too. I think it was against... Uh, uh, Pedro Baez and uh, David Ross. Thank yep. you. I'm glad mm-hmm. you pointed that out. Struck out Sears. I think it was a Yankees pitcher struck out the guy <laughs> like four times in the time it took Pedro Baez to throw all ball. Dude, it was amazing. But those are the things that, those are the things that, that can suck you in. If you're a young fan, casual fan, and you're saying to yourself, I do like baseball, but I don't love it, and I do want to watch more of it to really get in, like, in, invested in these games, two hours and 20 minutes, if I tell you that, you're super in. Let me put this in perspective. Yeah, here for you, right? Marcus Stroman had four strikeouts in 23 minutes into that game. That's nuts. That's nuts, right? Like that's that's the action you're looking for. 23 minutes could be a first inning last year. So to think that in, in 23, you know, you're doing that's that says a lot, and it just does a lot for the game. And I think people aren't. I mean, obviously, it's being highlighted, but I don't think people really understand the impact. That that's going to have on the game. Do you think that we are actually like because we're talking big after one game? Do you think we're actually on track to say that is the prototype right there that we're going to see games between? I don't know, not every game is like I said, it's not right. going to be two hours and twenty one. But do you think we're going to that you could we can safely say that games are going to average maybe two hours? Let's just say thirty minutes. I think the div- I think it's going to hover. Let's say let's say it does hover at that two thirty range, and then yeah. the deviation is like. 15 minutes from that. So I think you're going to be in the, you know, 215 to 245 range on all the games. And I think everyone that can accept that with the outlier existing for your three hour and 10 minutes or your two hour flat game. Well, I think that's going to be. And the other thing, too, is like if those games are going longer than 230, like that's probably a really good game, right? A lot right. of scoring. Like hopefully that's a more enticing exciting. Yeah, because if a crappy game, like a four nothing game in the last three hours and, and 20 minutes mm-hmm. sucks. How good did we all feel? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this yeah. is a we thing. I love that. I think this should I think it should be a we thing. For Dansby Swanson, 
I, I even felt good for Dansby Swanson in his first at bat, where that was actually the the ball that he hit that I like best, and ironically it was an out, but he cracked it to center field. Uh, okay, because I I have you know I've seen enough of guy in my lifetime as a fan and covering teams, the new guy struggling when he gets here. Cough, and cough, Milton Bradley. Yeah, cough, cough, Milton Bradley, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, there are any number. I mean, hell, John Lester had a lousy yeah. start when right. he came to the Cubs in 2015. It ended up being great that season. But it was. I felt, I felt the relief for him. Then not only that, and then the RBI hit – to, to right field was wonderful. Then he just throws in an infield hit, and then he's playing great defense as well. I'm like, you got the the whole – that's what Dan Swanson can do for – he's going to hit some home runs too because the power numbers have gone up the previous two years. But I don't know how Cubs fans feel, but I felt relief for his three-for-four RBI and a run day today. Yeah, I think you pointed it out best, Groats, when you're saying in the bottom of the first when he comes up, I mean, you want solid contact, right? Because what they're going to say is that's going to find the hole eventually. Yeah, Oh, yeah. And then he gets an opportunity to come up with men on base and actually do something with it. So, I mean, listen, Cubs fans want him to be the anchor of the team. That is without question. And so if you can get some sort of consistency from a guy like Dansby Swanson – you know you have guys around him that can perform at a high level. Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, you know, Eric Hosmer. I mean, you have guys that are there, wisdom. I mean, guys that can come through because you've seen them do it in the past, but you need some sort of anchor. Whereas last year it was, we hope we can put together a couple of hits from these guys, right? Not necessarily this guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Dansby Swanson brings to this team. And, of course, you know, with his – I don't want to call them struggles, but, you know, with his warming up, let's call it that from spring training, you know, you were you were con- not concerned either. I don't want to use that word either. You were wondering what kind of player he was going to be. So it's awesome to see a guy like Dansby Swanson come through. Sean, you're the, uh, you know, you're literally, you got blue undies on, you got blue shoes, you got blue Cubs jersey, blue hat. Dan, are you gushing? Do you got a Dansby Swanson tattoo yet? or what? You're silly. Not yet. Not, I don't have a Dansby Swanson tattoo yet. yet. I did see him walk into the Jewels, though, yesterday. Oh. And my dog also almost tackled Edward Alzali. Southport? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Did yeah. you talk to him? I just gave him a head nod. He I, he saw the Cubs hat I was wearing, and he, he, was, like, he was like, I hope this dude does not talk to me. <laughs> You caught that vibe from him? Yeah, that was. I mean, like, I get it. He's going to Jewel. I mean, if he's no, going no. to Jewel, I mean, it's like, just, come on, man, not yeah. now. Yeah, but all you got to do is be like, hey, I work at six seventy to score. Can I get you? Because this is how you're getting his number. You know, what I'm saying? you already have his number, Loki. Like in a real sort of once removed way, we work together. So <laughs> yeah, you know yeah we're, I mean? we're basically business partners. It's, we're 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 coworkers once co-worker. removed. I'm basically a backup shortstop, yeah. guys. Is yeah. what yeah. you're saying? No. no, that is what I'm saying. But you're uh, the the quick thought here on Dansby Swanson. Historically slow starter. Always bad. I think he's like a 230 batting average in the first two months of the season. June, July, August kicks on. So, so you were feeling the relief game. too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like and like you okay. said, Grody, that hard contact made me feel a little better. That, yeah. yeah, that first that bat, I was, I was like, squared it up, man. You should have texted him and said, hey. And then then when he looked at his phone and he looked at you and been like, throw him a head nod, you know? So that yeah, he knows. He, he know. It's me and no, the, the Cubs hat. <laughs> if I, if I would have, if that would have been me, I, I would have just been like, oh, yeah, he, he doesn't need to talk. Uh, he knows. He knows. All right. So, Cubby uh, boy. Cub? He had eye contact. That's all that matters. Yeah, he knew. He, he and I knew. We knew. I mean, he's dreamy. So I, I could imagine where you, you know, you had your dog, you know, you could have did that thing, but you didn't. His hair is so full that it almost <laughs> doesn't look real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so, like, every hair is there and locked in and. I don't know, necessarily locked in, but it just doesn't even look real. Cubs beating the Brewers today 4 nothing. Next game, Saturday. 
That's right. So no game tomorrow. The awkward day off on a Friday. I love that. I love those games. Because I, I got to be honest, I'm not a home opener kind of a guy. You know, Sox fan, so I, I, don't, I never go really? to the home opener. What do you mean you're not a home opener kind of guy? You're, love, telling, you're talking so beautifully about opening day. And I love opening like, day, and I love watching it. You but, heard me. I was in front of a TV. I was much must-see TV, yeah. and I'm not even a customer, but you had to watch it. But in terms of I don't like all the people. So for me, it's oh. like I go to I go to the second game so I can boost fraudulent fans. The, I got you. I, like I, I, I can boost the ticket sales for the White Sox. Okay, so wait, so but so I'm clear. Sorry, yeah. it's like so because it's amateur hour on opening day. Is that what no, you mean? No, no, just just like fan wise, the like, baseball creasters, right? Like it's a different. You don't like crowd the opening day crowd because because it's yeah. like the corporates. You know and, what? I, yeah. You know what? I didn't I Say didn't it. think that, but it is. Yeah, that's what. Okay, it is. all right, that's fair. It's not a fake. That's use. it. No, hey, I you. I called you out, or I didn't call you out. Huh. I asked you a question, and you answered it. That's huh. that. I am satisfied with that answer. You feel good about that? No, I feel guilty now that I don't go to opening day. And no, I'm not I be just there on Monday it, for it the just, White Sox. It just shocked me because of the. I love the home, just because of the the ceremonial. For the last forty minutes, we've been talking about how awesome opening day right, is. Right, right, and then it's a different, even like with the bunting at your park and all that. Like it's cool. Yeah, but see, like I said, you know, like do I go? Here's the other reason, though. Second game typically is like a day game. It's like a rando day game for the White Sox. Yeah. So whereas the Sox play on Monday versus the Giants, then Wednesday they play at one. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's like perfect for me. One o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We talked about at length oh, yeah. going to day games and how awesome they are. Oh, yeah. And so like a Wednesday, second game, people are working, get the stadium all to myself. Wednesday's the hot dog day too as well, isn't it? Like dollar hot dog beer, like right, $2 dollar. All, right, all, right, all right. I don't need you crapping on my team. All right, brother. I'm not saying. No, 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 no. I know what you're doing there. That would, that's what would draw it, me to the White Sox. Isn't Wednesday like. 25% ticket day and, like, you know what I'm saying, dollar hot dogs and free beer. No, it's not. The visual of this is so funny right now. Because Sean, No, 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 because oh. of what you two are wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. It was inevitable. It was going to happen. One guy's wearing a White Sox jersey. One guy's wearing a Cubs jersey. And both of these guys are crazy idiot fans. Yeah. Like, these two guys wear their fan heart on their sleeve every day i was waiting for it to go down and it finally went like just watching this sort of like we know we're all kind of just having fun here but just for that moment right there there was a little bit of oh yeah (laughs) it's been building there it is very much a kumbaya first 40 minutes of the show right baseball's beautiful and then all of a sudden, right. it took a wait till hard Dylan Cease gives up a two-run no, homer no, no, in a few that. innings. Oh my gosh! All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. A little bit of baseball, and then a little bit of football before Mark Grody gets up out of here. Uh, we'll do that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on six seventy The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station. Gonna have Mark Shanowski hanging out with us at the top of the hour, talking Chicago Bulls. But before that. We get an opportunity to talk to Mark Grody, pick his brain a little bit as to what these updated mock drafts look like for the Chicago Bears. Of course, we're like, what is it, 28 days away? Yeah, today's March 30th. March 30th. Man. So 28 days away, 31 in March, plus the 27. And, man, it's creeping up on us a lot, lot quicker than we actually think. The latest one that I've seen, well, first of all, Nathan Peterman is back with the Bears. Whew. I was worried. Thank Locked. God. Oh. I was worried. Locked in. Put him with PJ Walker. That's a quarterback's room, folks. I don't want to I don't want to crap on him. PJ Walker. No, I I I talked to business. see that's see that's even harder for me actually because 
like I got no, I didn't get to know Nathan Peterman, but at the when he played, yeah. I talked to him after the game, and you see that's a real human being. But yeah, when you hear Nathan Peterman, you think third string quarterback, unfortunately, and you think so. Oh, whew, glad he's on our team. Yeah, well, <laughs> glad he's coming back. He's a professional. Look, look, what you want for backup quarterbacks is just guys who are professional. That's it. Okay, who have seen a defense or two. But, you know, they're not going to change the game. So back off. Okay. Back off on well, uh, Nathan Peterman. Some people call me. I'm like a backup quarterback. I'm just a professional guy that's been here for a while. You're so. commiserating <laughs> exactly. a little bit there. Yeah. All right. So the latest one that we've seen has the Bears taking Broderick Jones is the name that is at the highest points of offensive tackles or offensive linemen, I should say. Uh, passing Peter Skaronsky, passing Paris Johnston. That's that's a guy because of his length, because of his athletic abilities, I got to be honest, I'm just I'm still not there mentally with the Bears taking an offensive lineman at number 9. Just because it's boring, right? I mean, that's the way you, uh, it's that's extremely boring. Okay. So I, I get but you understand though that they are needing offensive linemen and defensive linemen to make all the other star pieces work better, to make Justin Fields better and everybody better. You gotta solidify that offensive line, and it does. I understand what you're saying. Paint a picture for me, girls, because here's the. Yeah. Here, I think this is the part that I struggle with. Paint a picture for, for me where, if you take an offensive lineman at nine, like, what is my return on Justin Fields with one offensive lineman at number nine? Well, a really good one at because nine. if you get one really good one then it makes everybody else fall into place, and it makes everybody else better okay. at their job. Well, it's not just Justin Fields. It's the rest of the offensive oh, line. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the, once the offensive line is locked in, and that's one of the hardest parts of putting a football team together, once that's then, – then everything – then you don't have to worry about that, and you can do the things that you actually want to do with Justin Fields. Now, Broderick Jones, per se, I, I'm down with him, man. I mean, he's top – He's in that, always been in that top three or four. He's starting to get more attention recently. Uh, I've always been a little bit more locked in on Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. Why? Just because he just size-wise, strength-wise, and experience-wise at left tackle. And I know he played some guard as well, but I just like the way he plays a little bit better, Paris Johnson. So you have zero problem with the Bears taking an offensive lineman at number nine? No. Really? No. I don't have a problem with that. Is that a preference of yours? Hmm. Well, I like to think about, because I, I brought this up on the show the other night, that I do like to think about the crazy wild card stuff. Like if you get to nine and, you know, Quinton Johnston, the wide receiver, is there. Bijan Robinson, the running back, is there. With the number nine overall pick in the 2023 draft, the <laughs> Bears select running back Bijan Robinson. Ooh. So how would that sit with you? Because that sounds like what you kind of want. And I, I'm not, like, against that. I just know the needs. Like, I want to see – like, you, you give – you've given Justin Fields, DJ Moore, right? So you've given him a wide receiver that makes everybody else in that wide receiver room sort of fall into place and feel better if you didn't feel better about them. Yeah. Now it's the same thing with the offensive line, and you start to give Justin Fields we, – we've been – screaming about it since give this guy weapons give him offense give him an offensive line that'll work that's what they're trying to do and we don't have to worry about i gotta get that out of the way and then we can get to the fancy stuff okay i'll start by saying the bears aren't you know this year away from being a top team in the league so i think i want to start there right where who you take at nine isn't then going to make the bears an instant competitor at the highest levels of the NFL. 
Second, I want to say, do not want B. John Robinson at number nine. I want to make that very clear wow, also. I'm right? surprised. Do not, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Do not, never yeah. have. Do not want him at number nine. 20-something? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. But number nine. I was just trying to make you happy. Absolutely I guess, that, guess that didn't make no. you happy. Yeah. We, we've, yeah. Had, we've had lengthy conversations about what my preference is, and it is a dominant defensive player. Because I think when we talk about helping Justin Fields, and I only can point to the stretch of games where the Bears put up like 30 points a game. I don't know. It was like four or five games in a row. And they still lost because their defense sucked. So if Justin Fields was able to put up 30-something points with crap receivers and a crap offensive line, then shouldn't the thought process be make your defense better because now that he has, you know, another weapon at wide receiver, a Chase Claypool that Matt Eberflus says, you know, it's tough for him to come in the middle of the season and pick it up, and now he's going to have a whole offseason. Uh, Darnell Moody that's healthy. Those three guys there, and then still drafting offensive linemen in the latter half of the – or, the, you know, latter stages of the draft, then – then my focus in the first round is going to be defense because my my defense can be better. Then that's going to equate in my mind from what I saw last year and what this team is forming out to be. Your defense is going to be what allows you to win more games. I have zero problem if the Bears took a defensive player. Yeah, it, as long as it's the defensive line, whether it is edge or interior, they definitely need those spots. I mean, the defense at times was historically bad last year and you still have the Jalen Carter questioned and you've got as we've gone through a million times you've got some decent depth on the edge and on the interior in the draft but I mean I guess I, I guess I, Girl, don't, a, I, I don't quite I still don't quite understand why you would fight the I mean you saw the Bears last year you who's saw the best play, who's the best player on the Bears defense Best player on the Bears defense right this see moment. How you, see how you, it just even takes some time to get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want, oh, yeah. Of I course. Want, and I just want, I want a name. <laughs> right. I, and I would love a person I, I to mean, just be the best player. Whereas no, on offense, you can do it easily. You just can't. Well, it's Justin but, Fields. But, and Justin Fields is wholly incomplete. And that's why I'm saying you need an offensive line to protect him better and more weapons to have him throw to. Fine. Then the, so, Bears, the Bears are going to lose. 42 to 49 <laughs> next year. Like that's that's going to be I the mean, majority of games. I'm not saying that you don't. They're, they're both equally important. So I guess what I'm saying, it doesn't matter right. which side of the ball you go. I'm trying to get into your head as to how you're anti the offensive, anti -offensive line. line. That's what it sounds like. That, that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom. Because I, I don't have a problem with them drafting defense. Do not want Broderick Jones. Do not want Peter Skaronsky. Do not want Paris Johnson. Do not want those three guys. What about DeJuan Jones? This guy's 6'8". Come on. Do not no, want Dewan Jones. Don't want Jones. Do, I want the guy a, from BYU. I want a dominant defensive player. Go get some – go spend your 61 and 63 on some good offensive linemen yeah. that are out there. You're still yeah, – you got still, a lot of faith in the depth of this draft, I guess, yeah. as far as offensive line. I mean, he drafted how many? Four offensive linemen from the fifth round on last year, and one of them sticking. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so, but from the fifth round on. And what did he do? He upgraded the defense last year in the second round, and the defense looked pretty good from the secondary as the as the season went on. Secondary, that's about it, though. <laughs> exactly, because he addressed yeah. that one position. So if he can do that with the offensive line in the second round, and and get the same kind of impact players, mm, man. I mean, I just don't think I'm trying you're to sell getting, you on it, girl. I know, I know, I know. But I just I think that there's I just think there's a flaw here. And okay, you want to build from the inside out. The good thing yeah. is. You get to hear more of Mark Grody's thoughts and opinions on the Chicago Bears tomorrow morning. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> As he hangs out with David Hall. I was just stopping by the studios to talk to Gabe for a little while. I know while. how much you love me. And, uh, and, but I got to go. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just, just rolling through. Take just it, stopping in. Take it easy, bro. You got Mar Hey, you know what? Actually, you need 
the the Mark Shanowski interview. I, I would wait. I would love to talk to Mark Shanowski because he's great yeah. and I like him personally and all that stuff. But you need bulls. Yeah. You need to be at the high aptitude of talking bulls with. You need this. Listen, listen, listen on the Odyssey app while you're walking. Home I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> no, right. I will. It's Gabe Grody's about to get up out of here. I'm still gonna hang out with you till nine o'clock. And coming up next, as Grody pointed out, Mark Shanowski from the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast is gonna be hanging out with us after the break. Does he think the Bulls are closer to the team that played the Lakers yesterday or to the team that played the Lakers on Sunday? We'll ask Mark that question after the break. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez and no longer Mark Grody right here on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.